What's up? It's your boy Remus, and welcome to the Champ Set Podcast, the podcast for champions. What's up? It's your boy Remus from Remus Boxing, and listen, I'm the doubt killer, belief filler, the one that's going to convince you that you're a winner. And round here, we're a gang, we're an army, we're a squad of the most ambitious fighters and athletes. And we do everything to get the win because to us, allowing a loss is a sin. This is the Champ Set Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the fight on the weekend between Canelo and, and Daniel Jacobs. And if you missed it, which you probably didn't, you know, because it's a big fight, you should know the result by now. But if you did, Canelo, of course, um, got the unanimous decision against uh, the IBF middleweight champion, Daniel Jacobs. So this obviously this obviously means that Canelo is now the unified champion with, I believe, Andre, the only one holding the other um, side of the belts. But what can we learn from this and what can an ambitious fighter take from this to add to his game? That's what the focus of the podcast is. So we're going to keep it around there. But basically, Canelo dominated Oh, he dominated the direction of the fight, but it was still competitive. He do- he dominated the early goings of the fight and going up um, after about round three, round four, round five, that's when uh, Daniel Jacobs started to pick up the pace and the end was way more competitive than the first half of the fight. So it's interesting to see, right, what uh, Daniel Jacobs said after the fight. And this is what I want you to learn from it. Daniel Jacob said that um, for the first couple of rounds, it was hard to get the rhythm and the tempo of Canelo. He also said that um, Canelo was less aggressive than he thought he was or thought he was going to be. I mean, so even though Canelo was going forward for the first couple of rounds, which we saw, and he was like backing Daniel Jacobs up, it's important to, to take note of the unpredictability factor that Canelo has. And I think this is the type of stuff that makes a fighter elite. The ability to be, one, unpredictable to the point where even though he, you know, he's world famous and people would watch him and people can study him, he still can get in the ring with someone and present puzzle, puzzling problems. You see, people think that with fighting, it's just about being oh, strong. Oh, I'm just going to will my way through this. I'm just going to really want this fight. But they're not. They're, they're they're just discounting the importance of the IQ. One of the most important things in all of uh, just the strategies of war and fighting, which is the same thing, really. And I I mean fighting as in physically, but also you see the same principle um, multiply in other facets of life, like business or even like the art of seduction and influence and all of these things. Deception is very important. So one thing I saw um, Canelo doing was he was being smart, right? He was being smart, but with his head movement and stuff. But there was one moment where I saw him, he punched from three different, I think it was four or five different positions from one head roll. And I was like, wow, this guy is, this is what, this is, this is the little things that other fighters wouldn't do. Even though it's a little moment. It's little moments like that that elite fighters can can um, capitalize on and make the difference between them and good fighters. And Daniel Jacobs is an elite fighter. So when you're that consistent, which is another point we have to make about someone like Canelo, who now has to be looked at as someone who is making a good claim to be the greatest fighter on the planet just because of his resume. 
We look at Canelo and we see he's tremendously consistent. He's only lost once, remember, to Floyd Mayweather. Um, he's, of course, the draw and the um, the the win against Triple G wasn't so clear cut that it just stamps out um, and edges him out. It almost seems like, but at the same time. To draw with someone like Triple G isn't really a bad thing, especially when you're being so consistent. Like Triple G is a tremendous fighter, so th- so when you're um when you're drawing or having close fights with guys like that, that is the how you measure how great someone is by the uh, uh, the the measure of or the ability of the opponent. So the fact that it is so close with someone like Triple G shows that he's a good fighter. And yeah, you could say, oh, maybe Triple G won that first one or whatever you want to say, but he he done better in the second one. And to be honest, that's what makes a great fighter, fighter is his consistency over great challenges. And that's one thing that's always important for fighters to know is if you want to be consistent in the ring, you have to be consistent in your lifestyle, in your life, with your thinking. You know, we see some fighters like, like I, 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 see, I think like Adrian Broner, right? His lifestyle to me just doesn't seem consistent. So he he says to himself, well, I'm going to win this fight. But it's like he, it seems like, I don't, you know, I can't say this for sure, but it seems from the outside, like he would take one fight serious and the other fight not as serious. And it, the, the space in between, um, not serious. So he wants to get in and just all of a sudden get serious, which is just not going to happen. But with Canelo, it seems like his lifestyle, his fighting is just consistent through and through. You know what I'm saying? So, also, um, going back to the boxing IQ that I want to admire from him is the fact that he prides counterpunching and defense. And I'm going to just keep saying this till people really get it because they really don't. But every great fighter is a good counterfighter. And not just, I don't, I don't, I don't just mean counterpunching, right? But I mean, he's a counterfighter like different uh, scenarios and challenges he's presented with, he's able to find the counter to it. That's why Floyd Mayweather was the greatest adapter, they say, right? Because he's a good counterfighter in all the areas. And he prides defense, which some fighters like that are Mexican. For example, I've been to um the wildcard gym a few times or whatever, and there's like a strong Mexican background like in, in that city, right? So... In, when I was watching the fighters fight, I would see that, especially the Mexicans, right, who are good fighters and stuff, but especially the Mexicans, you see this with guys like uh, uh, Brandon Rios and Antonio Margarita, and even like the a lot of the Mexican fighters that have been aligned with Robert Garcia, you see that these um, a lot of Mexican fighters pride ego almost too much, I would say to the point where they're coming through, they're taking punches, but yeah, I'm going to land another one, so it's all right. But I admire what I admire about Canelo and what I would want so many other fighters, or if you're a champion on the Champ Set podcast, is what I want for you, is to pride not being hit, even if you do want to be that come-forward fighter, right? So Can- uh, Canelo, even though you can see he gets excited when it's exchanges and he wants to be tough, he doesn't let it get to his not even his head, I'd suppose. He doesn't let it get to his heart and just goes, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna keep just punching. I'm just going to keep throwing punches even though I'm taking shots. He actually takes a moment, resets himself, 
right? Will do the head movement thing, slip, slip, roll, roll. Make sure he, he even if he takes one punch, it's limited to like one punch. One thing I'll say about Daniel Jacobs is he did land in the later stages, a lot of combinations, more so than the first half, right? But still, I, I'm still not going to take away from the fact that Canelo still does pred um, defense. And then we get to Daniel Jacobs, who also should be admired because what I saw before the fight was, you know, I saw that excitement. I saw that ambition. I saw that desire to want to be a great fighter who wanted to take on the great challenge. And it didn't seem like someone um, saying, um, like he ju he's just saying it, right? Because I, I saw this morning, I saw an, an Andy Ruiz, who's AJ's next opponent, say, hey, I'm coming for you, AJ, I'm coming for you. And I'm thinking to myself, Nah, you know you ain't coming for AJ. Like I don't want to. I know some people say, "Oh, he's a good fighter." Oh yeah, he, yeah, you're probably all right. But I don't. I can't see when I look into his eyes. You know, through the camera, of course, I don't see that he truly believes that he's really coming for AJ. And there's a certain energy a man has when he's saying something with conviction, which I saw Daniel Jacobs say, even though he lost. Right. I I feel like Daniel Jacobs mentally isn't as strong or as intelligent as Canelo, which is why he'd lost the fight. But because if, you, if, you're, if you're good up here, if you're good in the mind, then it's actually easier to settle into a fight. To be honest, you don't really need to take as many rounds um, off in the beginning to get into the flow, right? That's why psychological warfare is so important sometimes. But Daniel Jacobs did have that energy of, yeah, I'm coming to get him, I'm coming to get him. And he didn't have regrets about it. Some fighters almost have this regretful feeling about the fact that they really want to win and really want to obliterate that man. But no, you should want to obliterate that man. You know, I, I'm not sure if they was joking about like like almost play acting in the way in when uh, Canelo pushed um, Daniel Jacobs. It did look a bit fake to me, but I mean, I can't say that for sure, but I still like that. I still like that. Hey, I'm coming for, for what you got. I'm coming for what you got, so you, you better bring everything because you're going to need it. And although he lost, he brought that. And and you might say, yeah, he did lose. But the fact is, the chances of you winning a fight and getting the result you want is higher if you have that mindset, even if you lost, right? Some people are afraid to have it because they're scared to lose. But you're more likely to win if you have it. So you might as well have it. It just makes sense. It makes it makes logical sense to go with the option that is most likely to benefit you. So you gotta have that tenacity when you're coming to fight. Yeah, I'm coming for what you got. Yeah, the, the everyone else is doubting me, but I'm still coming for you. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. you gotta have that energy. And if you don't, well, you're gonna get le left with the competition. You're gonna get left behind with the the rest of the challenges. But if you're listening to the it, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're riding with Remus Boxing, then I can be assured that I'm going to be with you on this journey to make sure you ain't just one of the rest. You're one of the guys that the other fighters want to be, be scared of or have to be scared of because you're so ambitious and you're so focused and you're so determined. But that's all I'm going to say today. Um, stay focused. Let's get Make sure you take what the energy, right, and the, the energy of this podcast and literally tries try to implement it and internalize it and yeah let's get this fucking greatness man anyway take care peace champs it